0: Welcome back to the second episode of the Things Fall Apart podcast. Today we will be interviewing special guests and our main character, Akonkwo. We hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome back to the Things Fall Apart cast. We have a special guest in the studio today. Welcome to our podcast, Akonkwo.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for being here. We have a few questions to ask you, if you don't mind.
2: All right, go ahead.
1: Okay, to start off, I wanted to know how was Unoka a disappointment to you?
2: Oh, you, Unoka! You see, he was he was very lazy. He couldn't provide for he couldn't provide for me. He couldn't provide for the rest of my family, and he liked he liked feminine stuff. Like he liked playing the flute and he was he was in debt to everyone. he always had to borrow stuff, so yeah, I just couldn't I just couldn't support that, so yeah, he's a disappointment because of all the because of the weakness he shows, because of his inability to provide for us
1: so do you think you could have lived a more successful or happier life if you had followed your father's ways?
2: No, oh, definitely not. Like, I had to struggle and work all my life just to get to where I am. And if I had gone down that road, then there's no way I would have amounted to anything.
1: Why weren't you interested in conversations or music or the activities that your father were interested in?
2: Because those are, those are feminine things that are for the weak. And a guy like me, I have, to, I have to work, I have to hunt, I have to farm, I have to build, to, pro- to provide, I have to show strength, and I can't, I can't let stuff like that tarnish other people's image of me.
3: So what I really want to know is, how did your father's lifestyle help you become the man you are today, and how did you learn from it? Well, you
2: see, my father's lifestyle, I had to, from a very young age, I had to really put the family on my back. So I guess it made me stronger in a way because I had to work from a very young age to do what he could not, which was to support people and to actually get yams and crops.
3: Well, earlier you said that he showed effeminate traits by showing affection but why do you think that's a sign of weakness to show affection towards people you love
2: well showing emotion in general is just something that like strong like leaders don't really do you don't want to show weakness like that so for him to do that yeah that's a very feminine trait
1: You mentioned yams, and I wanted to know what yams mean to you and what they represent. Do they represent power to you?
2: Well, yams, just uh, in ennophomia in general, are kind of a sign of wealth. They're hard to plant, and they're like one of the principal food sources of the of our people. So, yeah, I would agree with what you said there. What you said there.
1: I was interested in how you were able to kill your adopted son, who calls you father, after you had built such a strong relationship with him. And would you do it again?
2: Uh, honestly, I would. I would not. I felt really terrible after I did that. And uh, although I, uh, I really do not like showing signs of weakness which i would have had to do to spare him that it kind of destroyed the relationship i had with my own son and i honestly i honestly liked him a lot so yeah i definitely if i had to do it again i would not have done that
1: do you think the reader appreciated you killing ekemefuna and how do you think that affected their relationship with you and the reader
2: I, I think that the reader really didn't like that. Like, my my adopted son, he was a very likable character. And so for me to kill him for no reason whatsoever, except for that it was what the tribe wanted,
1: right,
2: would really have uh, not sat well with the readers and the audience. And in turn, that would make them not like me. That would really damaged the relationship that we had together.
1: Right. I feel like when you went back to kill Ike it took a turn between the reader and your relationship because I feel at that point, the reader was really able to tell how emotionally disconnected you were and almost foreshadows your fate.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. That was definitely a very important part of character development for me. It really showed uh, the to the extent which I would take my own toxic masculinity and right. my own, like what I would give to uphold my image and how others view me.
3: Right. Speaking about that, um, later in your story, Uh, you were exiled from your village, but how did you feel about your status in the tribe before your exile as a wealthy and respected man to return to learn that your homeland had dramatically changed and your status in the clan also?
2: Well, obviously I was the strongest man in the clan and one of the most respected at that. And so for me to be exiled in the way that I did for committing a feminine accidental crime, it, it really... It really angered me and so I set out to plot my return and make it grand and make it to that I would quickly accumulate that respect that I had lost and for me to see that the Europeans had come in that really uh, that really disappointed and angered me because not really because my tribe and euphomia itself was at stake but my ability to to regain my reputation was at stake.
1: Kind of building from that question, what was your initial reaction to the colonation of the clan?
2: It was it was surprise because uh, like I infomia, they they're not a weak clan like a bam. They uh, they were they're a warrior clan. So for them to give in to that colonization in the way that they did it was really
3: surprising for me and disappointing right speaking about that topic do you feel like if your exile had not taken place that you could have driven out the white man and maintained the customs of your people
2: i feel like i could have i am uh if i was not exiled i was the strongest the most well-respected man i could have easily led an uprising i could have Tapped into our warrior tradition, and sort of led a defense against against the colonizers. But the fact that I was exiled—it's really disappointing that I no longer have the status to do that. And in my absence,
1: do you regret playing so much into the toxic masculinity? towards your loved ones, such as physical
2: abuse? Well, uh, you see, physical abuse is one of the ways that I maintain my, that I maintain respect from people. So yeah, it was really necessary for me to do that. I could not bear to be viewed as weak or emotional because those are feminine traits. And I have to, as the leader of the household and the clan, it was up to me to uh maintain the image.
1: I think it's interesting how you say um that you do regret um killing Ikamufuna but not the physical abuse, which I feel like really represents um how the toxic masculinity was at the time. You know, it was it's not necessarily okay to kill a young boy, but um, more acceptable to have that physical abuse abusive patterns throughout the clan
2: yeah a lot of that was due to me really regretting killing inka Mifuna. like i uh, i couldn't sleep for days i couldn't eat so it was on my mind all the time while i i had to work constantly to uh to distract myself from it so it was more of a uh I regret it because of that, and not necessarily because of the action itself.
1: Right. Do you consider abuse or violence to children acceptable?
2: I do. It's the uh, it's the only way to keep them disciplined, I think, and to uphold that to keep that respect. You have to use fear to uh to make people respect you.
1: Do you think you were successful in training your two sons? Or would you have certain... I definitely
2: failed with uh, raising Nare, my oldest son. He, uh, I had had to disown him after he joined the Christians. He, He disrespected our family. He disrespected me. He disrespected our tribe. So, yeah, for me to raise a son who would do those things... It's honestly very disappointing.
3: Uh, speaking about Noah joining the Christian um, church, do you feel like upon your return, the sight of everyone joining the church and converting from their faith, do you feel as if you could have done the same without your pride being damaged?
2: I really don't. I uh I pride myself in the traditions of the tribe, the mobia of our warrior past. And so I could I couldn't bear I couldn't I I couldn't live with myself if I were to do something like that. So you say that you agree
0: with the traditions of the clan. So do you agree with your exiling after that accident?
2: It uh I agree with it. But I, I don't. I'm still angry about it because of what it was my fault. Even though, like, I know why they had to do it. Yeah. So I'm not angry at the clan. I'm angry at like myself. I understand. So do you do you resonate with
0: your father more after experiencing failure and becoming incapable of providing for your family and losing your status in the clan?
2: uh yes and no i don't really when my father was a failure he didn't try to redeem himself he just kept living that same lifestyle of borrowing money and not paying it back and playing his flute instead of farming so i definitely i don't agree with him in that sense but at the same time it is humbling to, to be a failure and not to be this great, this great all-powerful being, sort of.
1: Right. Kind of going off of that, um, initially starting when I was introduced to your character, I thought that there would be a point in the novel where you learned a lesson, kind of like you were saying by being humbled. Do you feel like you have learned that through your afterlife
2: yes it was uh the way the way I died it was disappointing and it was ultimately due to my own my own inability to live with failure so yes I can see that
1: What was your main goal for your life or career? And do you feel like you accomplished that?
2: My main goal was to become the most powerful man in the tribe. It was to continue on the legacy, to pass on that warrior tradition to my to my family. So I, I achieved part of my goals. I was one of the most respected members of the clan, but I was unable to Sort of pass on that to my to my children, and the way I died ultimately disgraced my entire existence. So, no, I did not achieve my goals.
1: But do you consider your career a failure?
2: Yes, because of the way I of the way I died as an outcast.
1: So, how what, what what specifically do you think you would do different if you could?
2: Well, I would definitely uh, prevent. I would not have uh, been exiled. I would have done, that was an easy accident to avoid. I just would have not used the gun. And also, I would have treated the uh, the colonizers differently. I wouldn't have tried such a brash approach to to fighting them. If I had. Done like a different way. Maybe I could have gotten the clan to support me and I wouldn't have committed suicide as a result of that.
1: Right. The reader gets to see a different side of the toxic masculinity in the clan with the character Obierica, which is your best friend. And I wanted to know how you. Have learned from your relationship with obierka
2: well obierka my good friend he's taught me that you don't have to be like strong and mean all the time you don't have to beat people into submission to gain their respect you can do that through kindness like in the ways that he helped me through uh, throughout my exile that sort of compassion and uh just goodwill towards another human has kind of kind of opened my eyes in a way.
1: Right.
0: Do you think that uh your son Angloya um holds the same disrespect towards you that you did towards your own father?
2: Uh I feel like yes, because uh we both died in the same way. Like we were both viewed as failures and it might even be worse with with him because throughout my life, I was strong and I was the role model that I wanted to be. But in death, I'm viewed as like more of a disgrace than my father was
1: why do you think that is
2: well because my father he was a failure in life but he was never like he wasn't toxic like I was he was just right he just had a lot of the uh different values than I do and so my sons they might hold different values and as history as history progresses and as time moves forward, and those values change. My death and my life—the one thing that I pride myself on—might be viewed a lot differently. So, so yeah.
1: Where do you think the major turning point leading to your downfall was?
2: I think it was the exile. Because if I hadn't been exiled, I would have been able to help the clan resist the colonizers. I feel like they would have tried to help me more, and they would have been more open to resistance than if the colonizers had just come in and showed what they were all about. So, yeah, the exile in the way that it took. Took away my status and everything that I had and forced me to start over. That was definitely what led to my tragic death.
1: How did you feel after you killed the messenger from the British and your fellow clansmen backed away from you in fear?
2: I felt. I was really surprised and disappointed that they would do that, but I was also. There was that realization that I didn't have the power that I thought I did. I didn't have the influence. I had lost it, sort of. So I knew that I would never be able to regain it. And I knew that since I had killed the messenger, I wouldn't be able to to live the life that I had. And so I only saw one way out.
0: So it's obvious in the text that you you did hold a, a foundation of compassion for others, uh, especially when you chased after Azema and Shielo when she was taking her to Agbala. But um, do you regret not showing as much emotion and empathy for others uh, physically?
2: I do. I had always sort of used force and physical cruelty as a way to gain power or to gain influence and respect from others right so if i had to do it again i would have tried a different approach i would have maybe like toned it down a little bit and tried to be nicer because there are other ways to connect with people there are other ways to gain respect from people than violence
1: We will be taking a short break from our scheduled program to introduce to you, our audience, a place to give us your feedback. We have recently created a website which allows for our listeners to tell us what they think. On our website, thingsfallapart.com, you can go to the feedback tab and tell us your honest thoughts. We hope you are enjoying and we'll let you continue.
0: So in the moment, uh, why did you see your status in the clan uh, as superior importance to the health of Kendafuna who you had grown so fond of over the years and treated like a
2: son more than your actual son? Well, it was just sort of in that moment, I saw the two alternatives. I saw the two choices I had were to let him live and see my my own status go away, or kill him and sort of uphold that that superior sort of head of the clan type of image. And I I wanted I valued my own my own image, and the way my client viewed me over his life. So that's, this, that's the short answer right there.
0: Do you truly believe that your peers would have seen you as less than what you were if you hadn't killed him?
2: Yes, because uh, that would have required me to sort of show emotion and show compassion in a very powerful way. And so for for me to do that, that definitely would have taken away from the image that I had built and what I, what I thought the, my clanmates needed to see in me to respect me. Right.
1: The final question that we wanted to ask you was, what? how do you interpret the title of the novel, Things Fall Apart.
2: Well, obviously, uh, the title, Things Fall Apart, comes from, comes I was from thinking... the poem by uh, W.B. Yeats. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say that uh, in comparison to, like, your downfall, I feel like the title represents, I mean, basically how the end of the novel goes. Things are just falling apart and the clan's falling apart and your family is falling apart.
2: Yeah, the, you... title, the title can definitely be interpreted in a lot of different ways because right. throughout the novel, and especially at the end, in Euphomia, in my family, in myself, you can definitely see things falling apart. So, so yes, I would agree with you, though.
1: Thank you so much for answering our questions. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, just call me up if you ever want me to be on the show again. It was a great experience.
0: Thank you so much for tuning back in for our second podcast. Come back to find out who we have next week.